0: Our guys in short, Sports Los Angeles. The 2016-17 NBA season is officially over as the Golden State Warriors finish off the Cleveland Cavaliers in Game 5. Finally, we can close the chapter and move on to more important things, like the 2017 Draft. We are only a couple short weeks away from the draft, and Laker fans everywhere all want to know what we're going to do with that number two pick. That's why today we've brought in someone that clearly knows more about the Lakers than we do. Unless you talk to Ben. No one knows more than you, right, Ben? That's right. That's right. <laughs> this guy, I can tell you, is the real deal. Oh, Oh, here we go. From Lakers Nation, Trevor Lane will be joining us. Also, Team USA played Mexico, and Cal State Fullerton is headed to the College World Series. We'll be updating you on all of that, as well as your Dodgers and Angels. Gents, let's talk some sports. I'm Jeff Wilson, and that is Victor Costello.
1: Charmin is so deep down pleasably soft.
0: (laughs) That's ridiculous. That is clearly oh, is that a, sh- that's a, sh- ridiculous. a Golden a State commercial? Warriors reference. I thought you'd like that, Ben. Charmin is squeezably soft. soft. You do you, Vic. Darren Besa. Congrats, Golden State. Woo. Uh, yeah, put some effort into that. Ben Garcia. Hoopty-hoo. And Eric, the Portuguese hammer, Vieira. USA. USA, USA, USA! Oh, I love it. <laughs>
1: oh. Why are we chanting USA? The Olympics aren't around. Because we tied oh, ben. ben. Yeah. Ben. Oh, they played ben, Mexico you know?
0: and tied. Who? Super exciting. You should
2: always root for every USA team, even yeah, if it's soccer like played? badminton or. <laughs> oh, ben. Uh,
0: well, I suppose we should start with something people care a little more about than soccer. No offense, <laughs> Hammer. None taken. The finals. Uh, Golden State won it in five. Didn't yep. get the sweep. Called it. Thoughts. Closing thoughts As so we can just be done with this season. Uh,
3: what else can you say other than... They had four All-Stars. They had Steph and KD and Draymond and Clay, And that offense was just going to be too powerful. And I I predicted that there was going to be one game where LeBron wasn't going to let it happen. Turns out it was LeBron and the refs weren't going to let it happen. (laughs) Uh, But but it ended up going five. But I, I just think that you just can't outscore the
2: Warriors four games out of seven. You just can't do it. No, it's impossible. I just have a quick question for Ben. If if the yes, lawyers if the Warriors are soft, and yet they've beaten the Cleveland Cavaliers two out of three times, what does that make Cleveland?
1: Not as good as Golden State.
2: As the soft Golden State, I was as hoping the you would soft say. Golden State. There no, it is. Well true. done. Well, <laughs> done.
1: any <laughs> team that allows 129 points and still wins is soft. Like a big fluffy. And if you look at the scores of each of those games, it was it was 171 to 162, and who gives a (laughs) shit?
2: Well, wait, that's your complete opposite
1: I, argument against but, soccer. Was that there's not enough scoring? This
2: had a plethora of scoring. You like You that? Yeah. You like that? You like that? There's no, a
0: fine is. window. There's a fine window where Ben. It, it's likes not about. Sport. <laughs> you know what? That, yes, that's a good point. Loses. It has
1: nothing to do with scoring. What it has to do with is has it has to do with physical play. And if you if you want to go the antithesis of physical Whoa. play, it's soccer. And and closely <laughs> and in a close second <laughs> and in a close second is NBA basketball. It's bullshit. I'm telling you. I mean, I felt like these guys, I mean, there was no stopping. Listen, I'm not going to I'm not going to argue the athleticism about these guys. These guys are as athletic as anybody in the world. They can run up and down with anybody in the world. But I'll tell you right now that USA basketball isn't a pimple on the 1980s basketball's ass. <laughs> nice. You know what to Ben's point
2: though, um when you talk about defense and stuff like, you know, people always kept bringing up like the old teams and stuff, and I'm I'm convinced that if you allowed the old style of playing defense; those teams would beat this Golden because yes, there's, there's
1: a lot of rule changes.
2: You can There's no, you know, hand
1: checking. Hand right? Right. The the you can play in the zone now. You know, it's not just right. one and on one. Right. You can play in the
2: zone exactly. So, there, there's a lot of rule changes that allowed this type of basketball to, to come about and win championships. And uh, it's one of the reasons why I don't understand Cleveland didn't muck it up. I don't think they mucked it up enough. Like I don't. Yeah. You're not gonna outshoot them. You're not gonna the them. No. Winners. So because that was their game plan. Yeah. Like. So become it the thugs. Won. Become. The thugs of, of slow it down, knock them down, get guys kicked out. I don't, I don't understand why they didn't but go that route. This will be my
3: argument because if you're going to argue and say, oh, well, if the other guys played defense and the rule changes, it's a different game. Let's give it up at least to say these guys, this is the league we're in now. These are the rules. I'm I'm totally on board with that. They life hacked the NBA and they developed something that was going to flourish. Yeah, they they built a
2: team around these rules and they did it better than anybody else. It's not their fault. I mean, why blame them? They did what they were supposed to do build a team that's supposed to win an NBA championship and they did. Agreed, but nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) I'll agree with that, my friend.
0: Yes, Let's close this NBA season, shall we? Moving on. Moving on. Although, real quick, just do have to point out, Ben lost the bet and needs to watch what?
1: 90 minutes, of, 90 minutes
0: of his hated soccer. Oh, so
1: can I ask that this be a game where you think that there's that there's <laughs> no. going to be some physicality or no. something? I think it should I think it should be because to want ben me, to like it. if he yeah. wants to convert me if he wants to convert me don't give me a bullshit no, game that's going to be 0-0 zero, zero on I'm the gonna, road that you know that they're yeah, not trying to I'm going to try to pick a good one for you. I'll <laughs> be didn't. I'm going host.
3: I'll invite you over. We'll yes. have some beers. It'll be a oh, good time. My wife, go. Can Whoa. my wife and kids come? Well, hold on. Right. Hold yeah, on a, a second.
2: <laughs> hold on a second. I don't think this bet was to convince Ben. I think
1: this bet, bet was to- make, make him to suffer? Yes! He has he has was to, to, to make, make him suffer him. for losing <laughs> the bet! <laughs> mm. so but like, wouldn't it be better, pot if I came back and said, hey, you know what? I really watched- <laughs> No, i sorry, <song> it was really good. Victor. Yeah, you're right, Victor.
4: Fuck you, Victor. You're my- I'm on everything you Vic. say is you're, stupid. You're uh, much more fun to hate. If you have a stat, Big <laughs> I'm all aboard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, we'll c- we'll call all you
3: on Wednesday right. night
0: versus Colorado. A uh, uh,
3: Let's talk
1: weird. about
0: a team people care about and that's the Lakers.
1: Uh, Woo! The second favorite LA team? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Wow. Allegedly, you know what? We're gonna get back on top, they're gonna get back on top for sure. And it that's is, what she it said. It is weird, like you <laughs> we said. Hey, oh man, I didn't think we were still doing that. It's sad that the most exciting part of a Lakers season is the draft. How but dare I'll you! Take How it. Dare Let's you. get <laughs> excited! How dare you! Hey, it's where
3: we're at. That's we got right. the number yeah.
0: two pick, and because of that, we are bringing in the big gun from Lakers Nation. Wow, a senior writer and the podcast host of Lakers Nation podcast wow wow trevor
5: lane nice. impressive
0: <laughs> Woo!
5: thanks guys appreciate it
0: yeah thanks for joining us you know for for our listeners who aren't maybe familiar with lakers nation although i can't imagine there are any everyone out there has read an everyone article everyone knows yeah, lakers, on lakers nation. everybody yeah i mean spoiler alert that's where we get most of our Lakers news. is Lakers Nation. It is the place to go. But give us a little background on yourself and uh, and how you got hooked up with uh, Lakers Nation.
5: Sure. Well, you know, I I started off originally just kind of wanting to to write. I, I worked on writing, you know, a few different novels and things like that, and just. I've always loved writing and nothing could really hold my attention though. I I found myself always drifting back to different Lakers websites and things like that and getting caught up reading rumors when I should be, be writing pages. And, and so I realized that, you know, you kind of have to write what you love and that's when I decided to try my hand at at sports writing and and kind of move in in that direction. And this was some years ago, but you know, it it was something where I I started up my own, my own blog and, and wrote up for that for a while and just, Tried it out and see if, uh, tried to see if it was something that I, I could really, really do. And I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. I had written before about fantasy basketball for NBA.com and things like that, but not – basketball in general, and definitely not the Lakers, but the Lakers have been my passion for a long, long time. I grew up a Lakers fan. I mean, my, my earliest memory is of watching the Lakers with my dad. That's the, as far back as I can remember, that's the first memory that I've got. So this is uh, is something that I was definitely passionate about. And so I eventually uh, applied to a few different websites, uh, was writing for one for a little while, and then uh, Lakers Nation uh, noticed my work and they Contacted me and I've been there for for about two years now and it's it's awesome like you guys said Lakers Nation is is huge it's amazing the the type of uh, feedback we get from from fans and just the the reach that the site has it's it's incredible the guys do an, an amazing job of getting out all different kinds of, of Lakers news everything you can imagine is is on there on LakersNation.com.
0: Yeah, it, it's great because it's it it feels like it's you know kind of by the fans for the fans which which we're all fans of. Um I was just trying to work fans into the yeah. sentences. You you say say time. Time. <laughs> Turn the fan on, it's yeah. hot in here. By the way. Yeah, right. But uh do you guys have sources or like the inside track on stuff?
5: To to an extent, yeah. I mean we just we we've made some connections just for just through, you know, talking to different people in the industry and things like that we have Serena Winters who goes to all the the games for us and she's our on-site reporter and records video and you can find all that on YouTube does it does an awesome job with that and and you know my side of things has shifted a little bit I was hired on to write a weekly editorial which I still do but now I'm also uh, hosting the the Lakers Nation podcast which is something that that I was super passionate about and that that I really pushed for but uh, it, it's really a, a team effort. Everybody is doing something there. Everybody has their own niche, and so it's uh, it's it's a really cool team environment that we've got with guys like like Ryan Ward and Corey Hansford and, and Hannah Kulik's writing editorials for us now too. So it's uh, it, it's a pretty cool environment, and uh, and yeah, we do have some some sources that we've connected with and things like that, but still. We take just about anything that that is Lakers related, and we'll make sure that it gets up there on the site for fans to find.
0: Awesome. Yeah, we have press passes to the Placentia Little League. <laughs> um, so, so we've got that. Arena we got covered. the inside track there. If you know, if you ever want to cover that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the draft. Everything has been explored and and talked to death. Everyone either thinks the Lakers are going to take Lonzo Ball or.
1: Uh, Josh Jackson. Josh Josh Jackson.
0: I I guess let's start with what would you like to see, and then maybe give us percentages on what you think's actually going to happen.
5: Okay. Well, if if it was up to me, if it was my pick based on an outsider's perspective, because I'm not in those meetings with the with the players, and you know, a lot can be be told there. But you know, I would take Lonzo Ball. I just think he's the, he's the best fit. I'm excited about the idea of Ball and, and Russell teaming up in a backcourt together. Not so much defensively. That gives me some concerns. But on the offensive end, those two could be, um, could be pretty incredible, especially because they could be interchangeable. You could have both guys able to run the point guard spot. And just the way that they both can pass. I mean, Lonzo Ball is more of a pass-first guy than Russell is. We learned that Russell is more of a score-first player. So I think they complement each other really well but you still have that passing ability from both of them so you could really see the ball start to move in the Lakers offense and that's why I'd go I'd go with Lonzo but but man I mean if you end up with Josh Jackson which is what the the recent rumors have suggested right we've seen even just today right rumors have been breaking that the Lakers are really really interested in Josh Jackson and that that maybe one team did promise Josh Jackson that he would get a workout because he actually just canceled the workout with the Boston Celtics which I mean we always love to hear about things getting canceled with Boston.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> that's like, good that's news. Right. Yeah.
5: But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if it were up to me, I would go with with Lonzo Ball. Josh Jackson, though, if you wind up with him instead, I mean, it, it's hard to really be disappointed with that because he's an incredible player too. Right now, I'd probably say maybe like 50% Lonzo, 40% Josh Jackson, and, and 10% De'Aaron Fox, who I think just isn't a great fit. With the caveat that if, for whatever reason, Markel Fultz does not go first overall, the Lakers absolutely have to take him. Yeah. Like I think Magic Johnson should be at the draft. And in, in the unlikely scenario that the Boston Celtics or whoever's picking first, if they trade it, don't take Markel Fultz. Magic Johnson needs to rush the stage. Get on there! Don't even let don't even let the timer start and pick Marco. Just, just get that done. I have a uh, follow
1: up question to uh, the the backcourt that you were talking about with D'Angelo Russell and uh, Lonzo Ball. One of the concerns that I would have is that to me, D'Angelo Russell is the kind of guy that likes to dominate the ball and he likes to create his own offense. How do you think that he would actually do in the two position, giving up the the one to Lonzo Ball?
5: Well, I think we already saw it. The last, what, 13 games of the season, Russell was a two-guard. Of course, he missed, I believe it was the last two games – but nominally, he was the starting shooting guard, and Jordan Clarkson was the starting point guard. And at the time, I remember thinking, man, this is the Lakers preparing for in case they, they keep the pick and are able to land Lonzo Ball or one of these other point guards like Markel Fultz in the, in the draft because you want to know whether or not D'Angelo Russell really can play off the ball. And his numbers didn't dip at all. His, his production was fine. I think He even, he even went off for, for like 40 points, as I recall, against the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So Russell did just fine as a, as a two guard, um, as you mentioned, he does look for his offense a, a bit, but if there's a fault in Lonzo ball's offense, as far as his, his passing goes, I mean, you, you can pick apart his jumper, you can pick apart yeah. uh, his ability to attack the rim and all that kind of stuff. But, but as far as his passing goes, if anything, maybe he's a little too unselfish. So in that way, I think that that ball's weakness, as far as maybe overpassing to, to an extent helps to make up for Russell perhaps not moving the ball enough. Yeah, well, Russell will take every shot that he can get. (laughs) Ben is not a D'Angelo
0: Russell fan.
3: (laughs) So, keeping with that, um, on who they draft, and whether it be uh, Lonzo Ball or Josh Jackson, do you have any idea on what the philosophy is with uh, Magic and Palinka? Do you think they want to develop this young core and be patient with it, or do you think they're going to be looking to trade away someone like a Russell or a Randall to try to get better faster?
5: You know, I I don't Think they're going to be be trying to get too uh, too aggressive as far as trading away the the young pieces. I mean, they've talked about waiting till the summer of 2018 to really be active in free agency. So I don't think they're going to trade a guy just to trade a guy right now. Especially they're not going to make a trade just to free up cap space because I don't think they really plan on chasing any of the guys in this year's free agency class. Which is and, a good that move. Makes- yeah, that makes a, a ton of sense, right? I mean, they, they really shouldn't be chasing any of the guys in this year's free agency class. You want to wait until 2018 when Paul George is there and and all those guys. So I don't really expect to see them make any any big moves like that. I mean, I, I could see them maybe making some small moves. Maybe we see Jordan Clarkson go, go on the block or something. One thing that, that we do have to mention is that is that Magic and Palenka right now are really hard to get a read on, right? I mean, they, they yeah. have no real history to pull from. So we don't know exactly how they're going to act. And they're, they're kind of a wild card. In fact, I wrote all about that for Lakers Nation. We really don't know exactly what strategies they're going to use. and And that can be to their advantage. I mean, teams don't know exactly how negotiations with them are going to work. And it just is going to make for an interesting offseason because I think they're going to surprise us at least once or twice. They're going to make some, some decisions that, uh, that maybe we aren't expecting. But, uh, but still, overall, I wouldn't, I wouldn't anticipate them being too aggressive in trading any of the young guys. Uh, although I do have to note that they're probably not as attached to the young players as the previous regime because Magic yes. and Polinka didn't draft these Yeah, guys. they're not theirs. Yeah,
1: I would totally agree with that. And, and this would be a good opportunity really to see them, after having two or three years of professional experience, to see really now if they're going to develop the way the previous regime thought they were going to. And if they don't, then it would be time
5: to move them. Exactly.
0: You said fifty percent ball, forty percent Jackson, and and ten percent Fox. I mean, is there any percentage in there they trade the pick?
5: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was just figuring if they if they keep it, they, I yeah. definitely think that they would consider it. You know, one of the things that that I've noticed over the last um, about week and a half. If you look at the rumors that have that have been leaking out, and, and this time of year, there's tons of rumors, tons, tons of leaks, and you always have to consider where they're coming from. Yeah, whether it's screen. an agent of a player, yeah, well, it could be could be a player agent that is trying to get their player to either get into a workout or get a higher standing or or whatever. It could be a smoke screen where teams are trying to confuse each other and all that. But just about everything that has come out has been negative about Lonzo Ball, whether it was that... You know, there were, there were questions about his dad or that he looked out of shape in his workout or that the Lakers weren't blown away with his workout. It's been things like things of that nature. So it, it kind of begs the question, why is that that getting out there? And one possibility is that the Lakers really want to make sure that teams behind them think that they could take Josh Jackson. So if, say, a team like, like Phoenix at four decides that, that Josh Jackson is their guy and they just fall in love with him, even though I don't know if he's working out for them or not. I think that's still up in the air. But let's say, hypothetically, that they fall in love with Josh Jackson. They may be nervous that he isn't going to make it to them, and so then they'll try to trade up. I don't know if the Lakers are really looking to move this pick, but in general, it's a good idea for the teams around you not to know what you're going to do in the draft. So I I think there may be a little bit of of smokescreen at play here. I wouldn't say they're really going to trade it, but if they are, I think they're setting things up fairly nicely because if they're all locked in on Lonzo Ball, then I think that gives less incentive for teams to trade.
0: I think one of the reasons we haven't heard so many good things about Lonzo is because we haven't heard from his dad in a while. Yeah. That's, He's I, been quiet. Is that, <laughs> do you think that's a PR thing? Did somebody tell him to shut up? He's staying in his oh. lane. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it's a scary thought. You know, it's, um, it does seem like he stepped back when it was right around time for the, the workouts. You notice um, Luke Walton actually on the air, he invited uh, LaVar Ball to go to the, the team dinner to go to dinner with with them he said hey come to dinner you know that's fine absolutely you'll be, be welcome there all that and uh, I mean think about that you're you're LeVar Ball you're a huge Lakers fan and you're getting invited to dinner by Luke Walton and Magic Johnson <laughs> yeah. and, and Rob like all these guys Brian Brian Shaw all these guys are going to be there and he doesn't go he opted to to not go to stay at home to let Lonzo kind of step into the spotlight and that's been one of the criticisms of LeVar Ball is that he has been kind of overshadowing Lonzo and here, when it's Lonzo's time to really shine, he sort of stepped back. So I think there's a little bit of method to the madness there. I think that's sending a message to the to the team that, hey, yeah, I've got this big, boisterous personality and everything like that, but really this is about Lonzo, and this is going to be his time to show you who he is rather than, than me kind of squawking away. Does, he, does LeVar bother you? Does he worry you at all? Not really. I mean, I'm not that concerned about it. I mean— it's, it's the NBA, right? These are, these are big boys. These are, these are professional athletes. Um, I think the only cause for concern is, you know, if he's saying something about Luke Walton's rotation or if yeah. player A should be playing more than player B, or, you know, if he keeps throwing out there that, you know, Lonzo's better than Steph Curry, well, you know, Steph Curry's going to have a little bit more motivation when 19, he goes yeah. up against Lonzo. So, but other than that, I mean, I'm, I'm not really too concerned about it because, I mean look, if, if you're LeVar ball, right, and again, I already said he's a he's a big Lakers fan, and Magic Johnson, right? Magic Johnson, six foot nine, steps up to you and says, Hey, Lavar, shut up. He's, he's gonna <laughs> yeah. shut up, right? I mean yeah. I and mean, the guy you've been idolizing for so long and is this big hulking figure who says says, Hey, knock it off. I mean, I think Lavar's gonna gonna be fine with that.
3: Yeah, he he splits the room with us, and I there's a couple of us who think he's he's crazy like a fox. I think part of yeah. this is orchestrated, and and you kind of laid down the evidence right now when he turned down the dinner. He's been quiet during the workout, so I think this may have been you know very well orchestrated when you look back at it now.
0: Did he did he send Lakers Nation a free pair of shoes?
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do want to ask him about that. He gave us an interview you right should. right after the draft lottery, and um, and yeah, we we definitely need to ask for a free pair of shoes next yeah. time we talk to them. at least a discount. <laughs> knock them down to like 300 bucks or something. I want to try them on and, and say like, hey, are these really $500 shoes? Like yeah. when I put them on, do I instantly just go, yes, $500. <laughs> yeah, full, right. Full <laughs> right.
1: So I, I want to change the subject a little bit and get off the draft. So the rumors right now are that Jerry West, who orchestrated and put together the Golden State team now that's going to be a dynasty for the next four or five years, which, side note, kills me. <laughs> Um, He's talked about wanting to return back to Los Angeles. And from basically what I've read is that the Lakers don't have interest in him actually coming back. And so now he's showing interest in joining the Clippers.
5: From your standpoint, what are you hearing? Um, I'm seeing all the same stuff, but that's, um, I mean, from a Lakers fan, fan perspective, of course, everybody's up in arms saying, saying, well, why would you not want Jerry West back? Right? I mean, Jerry West is the logo. He's he's awesome. He's been part of, you know, building all these different championship teams and and he's been a, a Laker legend and, and all that kind of stuff. I, I think really for the Lakers, though, it comes down to having, uh, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen. When you've already got Magic Johnson, you've already got Rob Palenka, then suddenly if you've got Jerry West there, how does that dynamic all work out? I mean, it, it may be a poor example, but you know, Mitch Kupchak and, and Jim Buss kind of made the same reference a few years ago when they talked about potentially bringing in Phil Jackson as a consultant when right. that question got posed to them. They, they basically said he, he's not really needed. They don't really need his voice in there. And obviously they, it didn't really go the way that they wanted it to. But Magic Johnson and Rob Polinka want the chance to kind of forge their own path here. And that's kind of tough to do if, if Jerry West is, is there. So I, I understand the thinking there. But that said, it, it still would be – I mean it would sting a little bit to know that, that Jerry West, who is a big part of hanging those championship banners in the Staples Center – is now with the team that is covering up those banners. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a tough thing to justify. Yeah. Well, yeah, would
1: what would make what would make it even worse for me is that if they, he actually joins the Clippers and then the Clippers start winning championships and the Lakers don't, ah. because if you think about what Jerry West has done, he went he 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 developed the Lakers more than once. He goes to, to uh, Memphis and he develops the Grizzlies, and then he goes to Golden State and he develops a championship team over there. So he's nothing. He's done nothing but. You know, turn teams that were dumpster fires into winners. So, God, I hope that he doesn't do that with the Clippers, but we'll see.
3: But to Trevor's point, I think he's absolutely right. Whether you like Magic and Palinka or not, if you bring in Jerry West, you totally discredit anything, any chance that they have of showing what they've got. So, you you have to give Magic and Palinka a chance to show what they've got, and unfortunately, the timing just isn't right for Jerry West, in my opinion. That is
0: true. It is. It. I mean, with West, it is that argument of looking to the past. To get better, which we've argued against with not you in know, this case in the past, not but in this case. This, this, yeah, this, this is the guy, does feel different <laughs> this is a one time. Because, ah, all right. Well, you know what? Let's talk about this team that we got and assume that we're going to get uh ball or Jackson with the number two pick. Um, this young core of players that we have, do you think we can develop these guys and win a championship with them? Are we going to need other pieces? What are your thoughts on that?
5: I I think you're definitely going to need some some other pieces in there. You're going to need a lot of things to go right. I mean, you look at these, these players that are on the team right now, and you may have some guys who could develop into all stars. Now, is that that likely? I mean, that's kind of tough to say. But but he, there's flashes with D'Angelo Russell. There's there's you see some really good things with him. Maybe down the line, he's an all star. Brandon Ingram certainly has has a ton of potential. Maybe down the line, he's an all star level player. But is there anybody that you really pinpoint right now that is a superstar? That is the guy that's gonna gonna put the team on his back and and carry him through the playoffs and into the into the finals? I mean. That's that's pretty tough to see at, at this point, but of course we're so early in the process that um, gosh I don't want to say trust the process, but we're so <laughs> early in it we're so early in it that it's really tough to to really project that they're a, a championship team, right? I mean there's you can see what they're going for with the players that they've got, and you can understand they've got they've got a goal here, but it's. I mean, are they a championship team in in five years? Well, that's going to depend on how these players pan out. That's going to depend on how much work they're putting in in the offseason. It's going to depend on how much they grow as as players, as well as how well they they grow together with Coach Luke Walton. I mean, there's there's so many variables in there. Obviously, any team being a championship team in in five years or whatever is is unlikely. But I mean, I wish I could be more optimistic and say, "Oh yeah, you know, Brandon Ingram's a superstar, and he's he's going to lead the team to titles for the next decade or or whatever." But we're just not at the point right now. Right now, we just have to kind of enjoy the the building and enjoy watching the young guys grow and and hope that they make the right decisions as far as who to keep, who to who to trade away, and then who to bring in to to kind of bring the the best out of each one of them.
2: Can I just remind everybody in this room that both Steph Curry and Clay Thompson were on the trading blocks. Early in their career from Golden State, and, uh, and I know Jerry
1: West talked him off the ledge. Right, so right. Uh,
2: it's possible. I mean, back then they didn't think they were championship material either. So uh, I, I am one of those that really hopes that they can keep most of this core together, uh, if possible. But uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see.
0: There's a bunch of rumors out there, Trevor, I mean, and I'm sure you've heard them all, and probably more than we have. Are are there any that you like? I mean, Paul George, any of those?
5: Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, it'd be, it'd be great to land Paul George. I'd be, I'm definitely on the side of of waiting till he he's a free agent, though. I, I just, yes. I'm, and I think part of that maybe just just me personally still still being a little gun shy from the whole Dwight Howard thing. Uh, I, <laughs> We're I don't not want allowed to say, say that name. <laughs> oh, okay. I, 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 the uh, the player who's now playing center for the Atlanta
0: Hawks.
5: Um, I, it's good <laughs> he's crazy. soft. Nice. Yes, yes. The guy who Kobe said was soft, um, <laughs> or one of them anyway. He, um, I don't know. Just just having him. You, you gave up assets to get him, and then he and then he walked away. So I'd be a little bit hesitant to give up any real assets for for Paul George right now. Obviously, that would be that would be great to land a player like him. Of course, we also hear that the the Sacramento Kings are are potentially interested in parting with the fifth overall pick. And the 10th overall yeah. pick right, to in trade in exchange up. for essentially getting De'Aaron Fox for guaranteeing that they that right. they get him. Now, I mean, is that real? Is it is it just a, a smokescreen or something like that? We don't really know, but but I mean maybe the Lakers look at something like that. I mean, they brought in Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, what was it on Sunday, which was so yesterday they brought in Dennis Smith Jr. And if he um, if they really like him, maybe they they trade down to five, pick him up there, and then they they land another piece at, at 10 and and off they go. I mean, we don't really know exactly what they're going to do.
1: They also traded for like the 27th or 28th pick earlier when they were kind of hedging their bets that they weren't going to get a first round pick.
5: Yes. Yeah. The Lakers traded Lou Williams for the the 28th pick and Corey Brewer.
1: Yes. So I have just really one quick question. So there's a rumor that LeBron, if he was to get yeah. smoked in the finals and that he's got property here, that, you know, the rumors are all that the, the gate got tagged and all that kind of stuff. Is there is there any substance to him coming to Los Angeles and where would the Lakers stand on taking in LeBron if he wanted to leave Cleveland? See, when you
5: guys said rumors, like, I don't even take that rumor seriously enough for that to even <laughs> pop into my head. I mean, yeah, like, right, LeBron, and, a LeBron coming to, to LA. I, just, I think so, too. I, I don't see. I mean, he he already got got killed. For leaving Cleveland once, I yeah. I just don't see him doing it again. Me too. I, it, I just it, maybe it happens, but I mean I'm not going to put any stock into it until until you know his names actually signing that contract. All right, Trevor. Before
0: we we let you go, and we appreciate you taking all this time with us. Uh, one of the things we like to do on this show is is give our predictions because you know that's that's what we do. We give, <laughs> we're always right. <laughs> predictions and by and, and right I mean wrong. Rarely ever wrong. Yeah, and, and by rarely ever wrong I mean. Take most it of Vegas. the time we're wrong <laughs> what uh, if you had to predict it when are the lakers winning their next championship how many years off are we
5: oh man okay um let's see i think that's what we all said. Well, good so to say, when, does durant, when does
1: durant and curry turn 35 <laughs> yeah right so, so
5: durant and curry are both what 29 yeah um you gotta wait for those guys to drop off a little bit Brandon Ingram is is nineteen. He's about to turn twenty. That's going to take some time. Let's say uh, seven years. I'll go seven years.
1: Seven years. I can't wait that long. It's next season. (laughs) It's next season. (laughs) One of the things. I'm from from LA. Trevor. Trevor, uh, Jeff is rainbows and butterflies.
4: (laughs) Every win is next year. Uh, Yeah. yeah.
1: Awesome. All right. Well, we have Trevor on
0: the line. Any last questions for him?
3: I'm going to hijack the segment here. So according to your Twitter bio, Trevor, it says that you're a Galaxy
0: fan. Oh, here we go. <laughs> any, <laughs> yes, here are. we go. Any
5: well thoughts played, on the, Eric. Well played.
3: <laughs> any thoughts on the Galaxy this season?
5: Yeah, you know what, man? They they started off so slow and, and just didn't look great. I was I was kind of disappointed with uh, with Jermaine Jones and and he wasn't looking great in the middle of field and Pedro wasn't wasn't looking great in that defensive center mid role and. It was um, it was tough. It was just exactly. painful to watch. They couldn't get the offense going. But these last four games, they've really clicked. This this road trip, they've they've looked a lot better. It's weird. They're they're still getting just absolutely hammered by injuries. I mean, yeah. Brian Rowe and Robbie Rogers and and Jones goes down and Leggett goes down. All these guys are just getting hurt left and right. But but suddenly things are clicking. I'd like to see a little bit more out of Dos Santos. I'd like to see him really live up to that whole designated player mm-hmm. uh, exception and and all that. But. Other than that, I mean, they. Uh, I'm hoping they can keep this run going because I think they've got a lot of talent there, especially if Zardes finally starts starts clicking. But um, yeah,
3: I've seen him on a few milk boxes. He's been missing.
5: <laughs> that so I'd he like to dark. see him show up. Yeah, he got added to the what the list of 40 for the yeah. for the men's national team, and I, I was shocked. I mean, I know Arena knows him that's really, what it really is. well, and everything, but his play just isn't really at that level. But who knows? Maybe that'll be the be the catalyst that that uh, sets him on the right path again.
3: Yeah, Bruce still has a twinkle in his eye for the galaxy. He's doing that to do us a favor to get some confidence
5: back. <laughs> <and> <laughs> That's what it is.
0: Is the galaxy the Seattle Sounders of 2017? They're going to come back after midseason. Wasn't <laughs> well it Seattle? That it
3: was. Last well played, that was, it was the excuse that we kept saying when they started out so horrible. But I don't know that they're they're going to win it all this year. I think. Uh, they they're off to a more respectable season than maybe we initially thought. But the just the injury there's talent there, but just with the injuries and everything else going on, I just don't see it happening.
5: And you gotta love Alessandrini. He's been yeah. he's been phenomenal. I mean he's been great out there. Although my one gripe is that when Alessandrini and LeJet were both playing the outside mids, unless you really paid attention <laughs> yeah, you don't to know which one's on which side of the field, <laughs> you don't know which one's which. It was like when uh, when the Lakers had Carlos Boozer and Robert Stockram out on the board at the same time. <laughs> yeah. By the way, uh, we've dubbed Allison
0: Dreamy, Allison Dreamy, Dreamy. because ben, Ben's a Grey's Anatomy fan, and he just keeps hearing Allison Dreamy. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Trevor, why don't you let everybody know uh, how they can find you and Lakers Nation and, and all that stuff?
5: Sure, yeah, you can you can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Uh, you can find all my written work on LakersNation.com and, of course, the, the Lakers Nation podcast, you can find there as well. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, the CLNS radio app, uh, and tune in as well.
0: You're doing an amazing job. Thank you so much for all the content and, more importantly, for taking the time with yeah. us. Yeah, awesome. thank you. Yeah, awesome. No problem. Thank
5: you. Yeah, no Enjoy it, guys, you, anytime.
0: Yeah, I know you can't see it, but Ben was uh, nodding and agreeing
1: That
4: never uh, happens. 90% of everything you said, which is rarely the case.
1: (laughs) Everything that wasn't D'Angelo Russell related. (laughs) Are you drunk? Awesome.
0: Well, anytime, uh, we'd love to have you back anytime you want to talk Lakers, Galaxy, or or any other LA teams you're a fan of. Sure, yeah. Just uh, just hit me up anytime. I'll I'll be happy to uh, hop on. Awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time, Trevor. We appreciate it. Hey, have a good night, guys. All right, you too. Thanks. Bye.
1: What a guy, good. huh? That was, that, was, uh, that
0: was a good segment. Knows his stuff.
1: Yeah, like I said, except for the stuff on <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you, yeah, you were very quiet during that part. Very respectful, but you
1: played nice. Jeff, Jeff called it. Jeff, Jeff said that I was nodding yes the whole time, but yeah. it was except for that except one part. Except for that, that yeah. one
0: part, and, yeah. and and I feel like you just have a personal vendetta against
1: him. It, it is. I could see it Cause working,
2: D'Angelo's yeah. Because D'Angelo's
1: numbers actually went up when he went into the two spot. Because he didn't have to run the yeah, offense. Yeah, he didn't have to yeah. run the offense. Well, and, and truth be told, I had given up on the Lakers... <laughs> way earlier in the season. So I didn't actually see any of those games. So listen, if that's what you truthfully it's believe. Actually then, work, yeah. Hey, I'll watch the first yeah. twelve games and then when we're you know two and ten then I'm gonna I'm gonna bail like I did last year. <laughs>
3: but I'm willing to give it a shot if you guys think that
1: it'll work.
0: Uh, well if you can if you can sell Ben then right you're doing something uh, right.
1: Right. He was selling me on the galaxy though. I mean you actually sound intelligent and <laughs>
0: We're not cool. <laughs> oh, Hammer. Uh, hey. Just slug it. Hey, you know what? He says hey, the he same things I'm saying. Face. He's yeah. right <laughs> next to you. I'll take it. I'll well, take whatever I can get. Oh, so great. All right. Hey, we got a review. Oh. Oh, no. And you know what that means? Oh, yeah, Hammer. Oh, yeah.
4: Macho man. Hey, man.
0: We told the listeners that if you review the show, Hammer would be reading that review in his Randy Macho Man Savage voice. Oh. oh, yeah! There he is! <laughs> Dig it, brother! The Macho, Macho Man, Man
3: <laughs> is here! <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I see you eyeballing me, brother, and I am here to read your review! <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah! Dig it! <laughs> Snap, <laughs> into it. <laughs> <Ooh>. Snap into it! Snap into a slim Jim. <laughs>
0: This review knows what's going on because there's some
2: uh,
4: clearly <laughs> knows what's going on. <laughs> we have
0: some faithful yeah. fans. Uh, so, on this week's edition of uh, iTunes Review Theater,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, Man? I don't know
3: what's worse the fact that I agree to this or the fact that I brought props. Hey, yes, hey, so Randy, <laughs> Randy, you're not in character
0: anymore. See, in I'm now. sorry, brother yeah, <laughs> He's got the bandana, he's got the glasses. Hammer, I am impressed. He's bringing sexy back. Oh, yeah. Pod with heart. All right. What do you got for us, macho man? (laughs) The guys in shorts make sports
3: talk fun (laughs) and entertaining. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Even when they talk about a team that I don't like, like the Galaxy. I don't know about that, bro. I don't know about that. They Sing it, brother. <laughs> they are good for a laugh or something interesting to share at the water cooler. Keep it up, guys. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah, dig it! <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even keep going. Right? Oh, oh, man. Well, well done, Eric. Done. Good job. Well done. I'm going to climb to the top, bro, and King Randy Macho Man Savage is gonna drop the elbow on you, brother. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm so proud. I'm so proud.
3: Oh, well done, Hammer. I feel Hammer. like I'm graduating. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. I blacked out. What just happened?
0: <laughs> great job, I my I friend. Lo- I think I lost my voice. Oh. Uh, for those of you out there, please review the show so we can keep this going. We What,
1: what should Eat we do more. next? I'm not going to do that again. Ben, you should you Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson.
0: Ben's got a great Mike Tyson.
1: I could do Mike Tyson. All right.
0: <laughs> next review, Ben reads in his Mike Tyson. Yeah.
1: Yo, yeah. Oh, wait, no, that, was, oh, I mean, yeah. that was a yeah, little that, macho, that, man. That, 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 Tyson Tyson macho man. does a macho man. My defenses aren't pregnable. <laughs> <he is>. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm impetuous. I'm gonna knock him into Bolivian. <laughs> oh,
0: we gotta do a dueling Tyson. <laughs> oh, we, we should really do it. We should. Uh, Classic. All right, review us. Let's get back to sports, yes, shall we? Reviewing us. Uh, is that' what we're here uh, for. Dodgers. How about him, huh? You guys uh, <laughs> swept
1: Cincy. This yeah. last week. We did a walk-off Grand Slam the other day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, a little
3: yeah, bit here and there. that's, big, and there. But that's what oh. they're supposed to do. They're supposed to sweep the Cincinnati's of the world. I like it. And then the fact that they're getting those Grand Slams and hashtag belly bombs keep dropping. Yeah, he's hit 15 it. home yeah.
1: runs already. I love it. Wow, has he really? Is he the real yeah. deal? I don't know yet. <laughs> you don't know yet. I think we know. How do you not know yet? <laughs> because Le- Yaciel Puig came in hitting 400 for the entire first season, and yep. look at him since. So you can't You're right. really judge That's a book a by it's- You're right. right. But, but we have an entire—
2: Corey Seager is uh, the real deal. He was a number one prospect, and we have his his career out of out of out of double A, triple A, and this kid has been doing the same thing at every level that he's been at. So um, I think he's I think without a doubt he's the real deal. Uh, I actually do have
1: useless stat of the week. Yes, there it is. Thank you, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you know what? I can tell he's winding up yeah. when he's holding his phone, and you can see that he's yeah. like... Yeah. i so trying to get rolling there. Vigorously. I'm trying to get there. Yeah. I'm like walk, right. talking slowly yeah.
2: and saying stupid yeah. stuff until Carpal I get to the... Carpal tunnel in your thumb. Well, you know, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alright, here we go. So, um, the Dodgers have been around since, like, 1889, I'm sure I'm a few, a few years off on that, I like, but let's just say, <laughs> he has
1: Google open and he still <laughs> <Yeah>. doesn't know. <laughs> no, I actually had to go to the actual that's stat here, I'm was like, to crap, to I gotta get there before it gets too late. Vic was but they, alive for it. Though. Yeah,
2: 1884, 1889, I don't know, before 1900, let's just yeah, say Vic the Dodgers have been around, right? Right. So the Dodgers have been around for a while. Now, Cody Bellinger is the real deal. He is the only player in Dodgers history, so that's, Eric, you know math. Sure. Nineteen hundred to right now, it's easy math. Yeah, 100 and, 117 and there you go. Years. Oh, that's okay. common core. That's <laughs> at least at least one hundred and seventeen years, right? Because I don't know the exact <laughs> date, eighteen eighty something. Right. Where are we going? He is the only player in Dodgers history to have three two home run games by the age of twenty one. Oh wow! Yeah. I mean, this kid just keeps on coming. Now his his average has dropped, which is actually on par with what he did in the minor leagues. And this you know, he's he's pitching he's going up against major league pitching now. Who are so gonna have
3: film on him. They're gonna have oh, yeah. film on him and
2: all that they stuff. Adjust. But he continues to hit the long ball. He leads the Dodgers in home runs, he leads the Dodgers in RBIs. From a kid, and I mean this what, and is, he
1: wasn't even starting he wasn't on the roster to start the season. Exactly. They brought him up a month later.
2: Right. Right. So, uh, I, I think he's the real deal. I, I, you know, I, I cannot wait to see what this young core with, like Ben said, Corey Seager and, uh, Bellinger, and you have Urias. Don't who's even
1: say Jock Peterson, because I'll go over and punch you. Well, here's
2: the <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, here, <laughs> let me, I'm going to say this one last fight, time. I fight, said this on fight, the po- on the fight. podcast before. No, because Jock Peterson was never that guy. I don't know where it came into our podcast that Jock Peterson was this. He is exactly who the Dodgers thought he was. His his average is a little, little bit lower than they thought, but he would. They thought he was going to be this kid who was going to hit. 260, 270s with, with a little bit of pop in his, in his bat. So Jock Peterson was never supposed to be Corey Seager. He was never supposed to be Cody Bellinger. He was just the first of these guys to come out. Yeah. Um. So we we got to give him a little bit of slack. You know what I mean? Like he is who he is. He was never supposed to be this yeah. all-star he great. He wasn't the savior. Right. He wasn't the that. savior. So uh, Jock, keep doing what you got to do. Although when you run into Yasiel Puig, that cannot feel good. So yeah. Um, yeah. prayers. For Jacques, thoughts and prayers prayers
1: (laughs) for Jacques. Oh, and Alex Wood is back. Yeah, he is. Which is uh, which is awesome. And he missed the one start like we thought he was going to, and it was one of those. I'm just going to rest his arm, take a couple innings away from him, so we can keep him fresh later in the season. Pretty much, pretty much. And the guy comes back,
2: and he has an off game. You know how he has an off game. I think he allowed two runs. So for Alex Wood, we just send him back.
0: I'll tell you what, you guys, you guys are doing it right because you're neck and neck with Arizona and Colorado which, right up there at the top. You, you haven't got like white hot, which you don't want to do this early in the season. You want to save yeah. that and you want to get hot at the end and, and then ride it into the playoffs.
3: And to that point, I think, I mean, just, is Colorado and Arizona, are they for real? Because I think this is just, you know, a little bit of it's fluky because their rosters really don't. It's 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 an anomaly in, in a bit of a way because I don't think they can keep this up for an entire season So as long as the Dodgers stay close Yeah, the pixie dust is gonna fall off of all those right. teams yeah. because there's no way they could just keep this up it's with a long the, season. with the talent that they well, have on their and, rosters because the Dodgers talent wise blow both those teams out of the water So this is just a little bit of an aberration for right now But I think it will all work itself out towards you the end.
0: used you used the pixie dust
1: argument So that might be a little bit Homer ish just a disclaimer. <laughs> well, you <but>. know, actually, <laughs> well, to Eric's point, though, I, you know, when I look at the standings, I, I look at them and I say exactly the same thing, which is that Colorado and Arizona are not going to be in that position late in the season. The team that I'm always looking to see is where are the Giants? Uh, because uh, the sorry, gi- the hated Giants, the hated Giants, <laughs> because I, I always Thank God, you, I always feel that. Even though though they may have a (laughs) bad first half of the season, that they could come back and, you know, the Dodgers always play them usually like six out of the last nine games of the season. And and usually the division comes down to those two teams. So to look at San Francisco and to see that they're, you know, 12, 10 or 12 games (laughs) back, like it makes me feel comfortable, but it's still too early in the season to even think, that is, is 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 it has passed it has passed itself by that they, they could still be there at the end of the season. And to that point, even if at the end of the season the
3: Giants are completely out of it and the Dodgers are maybe close, the Giants would love to spoil that party for the oh, Dodgers absolutely. too. So so that you always have to worry about the Giants. Two so, things. Or, sorry, I... the hated vagiants. Uh,
2: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. <Arish>. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Two things. Uh, the Dodgers have lost some people to to injuries. They lost Justin Turner for a few for a few weeks. Yeah. He was leading the major leagues in, in batting average um when he went down and he's come back and come he hasn't yeah. not lost a beat, Jumped right? Jump right back in. Jump right back in. They lost Alex Wood who was 6 and 0 when he went out. I, I believe he was 5 and 0 or 6 and 0, one of the two. I he's come it back six. hasn't missed missed a beat. And and they've been able to be close enough to Colorado this entire time, even though they've had major guys go out and miss a game or two or Justin Turner's uh, case a few weeks. So that actually makes me feel really good about this team because like Ben said last week, you know, Chris Taylor, people have stepped up into the roles that have allowed these guys to be able to stay away and get healthy, which is awesome. Uh, Number two, I want to go to Yasiel Puig. Yeah. Um, He is not hitting... Average wise that great. Um, he's hovering, you know, around 240, 235. Which bothers
1: me because the guy's so fast and the guy is so dynamic when he's on the base pads that I there's times where I think to myself, you know, why don't you bunt more often for a base hit? Why don't you do things or even take pitches so that you can get on base with walks? Because he's so aggressive. And I don't know if it's the Cuban style of of baseball, but he he just goes out there and i mean it could if, if it's close he's swinging even if it's not his pitch and so whatever that is something needs to to change in his head where he needs to think i am better served being on the base pads and if that means that i need to be less aggressive then that's what i need to do and and you know with a guy like him with his speed and with his athleticism I mean could you imagine He's the type of guy That with a single He goes from first to third If he's on second On a wild pitch I ain't gonna stand In front of him Like that's the kind of guy That he, <laughs> he is Zoc, And yeah. I would I would Much prefer That he hit for average And that he Put him in, in, in himself in a position Where he's on the base pads More often This is how
2: good This team is though Is that they don't Really need his bat Right now And honestly He has He has what Nine home runs um, I don't know if he's second Or he's, he's pretty up there As far as RBIs Go on the team He's not you know Leading the team because Cody Bellinger is, <laughs> um, but this guy in right field has He's saved so many runs. Yeah, I mean just this one series against the Reds. There was, there was one, I don't know who it was, somebody from the Reds, who cares what his name is, um, <laughs> hit a, what should have been an, a stand-up call double. Call him Mike Trout. Call him Mike Trout.
4: <laughs> Do not call him Mike Trout. <laughs>
2: right? Should have Leave been a stand-up been. Up double. He hits it into the into the right field corner. Mike Trout hit it in the right up, field dude. corner. Mike Trout hit it into the right field corner. it Yasiel Puig plays it off of the bounce, right? He doesn't go to second. Yasiel Puig is able to hold hold this guy to a single, which should have been a stand up double, because they know that his and he would he would have been out. I mean, he he threw the wow. ball from where he was standing; he would have been out had he tried to go to you second. Know what? He's the a very, millennial. He's a millennial. He has no heart. Oh, the, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> the very next Bryce batter <laughs> would have run. The, the very next batter. Where's your shirt? It was not Mike Trout. <laughs> the very next batter definitely not hits another ball where you know into the corner. This guy on first. Doesn't go to third because Yasiel Puig throws the ball back in, wow. and you, you see him Shit. at second, just like shaking his head. And you know he's like, "What do I got to do? Like I don't like what am I supposed to do? Like he has done that time and time again to where his his main value now is keeping guys honest on the base pass. and we don't because yeah. everybody else is doing so well, we don't need his bat right now, and um, Puig doesn't get the credit he. You know, deserves. I don't think, at least, as far as being able to help this team, you know, where they're at right now. Yeah. Because without him out there, I guarantee you, some they would probably be they would probably lost three or four games because of his defense in in right yeah. field. So, well,
1: the other thing he makes that he does is he forces you when you hit the ball to right field. You can't just lollygag to first because if the ball goes directly to him, he'll throw it to first and try to get you out. So yeah. Wow. You know that's the type of guy that he is, and again, it goes back to his aggressiveness, and so you appreciate it. But in years past, it you know he he misses the cutoff guy, or he doesn't throw to the cutoff guy, or he throws to the wrong base, so he goes flying into the wall. So as yeah. long as he <laughs> keeps that under control, I yeah. mean, you're, Vic is absolutely correct. He's invaluable on the defensive end for the Los Angeles Dodgers.
0: All right. Good stuff. Well, since you guys hijacked all the baseball talk with, uh, with Dodger <laughs> talk, maybe we'll just breeze through the Angels. <laughs> just say
1: your record Hair. pool holes is average and we'll move on <laughs> to Dallas. <go>. Uh,
0: <laughs> you know what? The people love hearing about the I
3: Angels. Thought we pl- I thought we played taps and played the Angels off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How dare you? you?
1: Let me find taps. Hold it's on.
0: Equal <laughs> opportunities. Uh, the Angels were second in the division still, way behind Houston, although... Four we won under. two big games
4: against Houston, Indeed. which was great to yes. see. Well, let me let me say this, Wilson. We are one game behind 500. How are how are we a 500 team with Mike Trout out? But you know what? You look at some of your infield position players. You have CJ Crone coming back from AAA. He's you know shooting off a home run. But in the meantime, you look at that player. Oh my gosh, you guys are pulling up some dumb stat These right now, are, are you?
2: <laughs> we're going to hijack <laughs> this, oh, this, see, this whole see, talk.
4: Texting frantically
2: <laughs> yeah. with each other I, I while we're trying I to talk other. Angels.
1: Because you know what?
2: 15 minutes about the Dodgers.
0: We can't have well, two well, minutes. Let's go,
2: let's go back to the Dodgers really quick. Oh, um, oh, come on. If the Angels were playing in the National League West with their record right now, they would be in uh, fourth place. That's just the National League West. That's not just the National League. Go ahead.
0: All right. Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) Useless stat of the week. That is a real
2: useless stat of the week.
4: But more so. We got the hottest team in baseball in our division. (laughs) Yes, that's right. But more so, you got to look at who took over Mike Trout's spot. And you have to look at this young kid by the name of, actually, not young kid, but you have to look at Eric Young Jr., who has really stepped up to the plate. And, you know, you consider that uh, Mike Trout is now out for five weeks, and I thought right now the Angels would be down about five games or so, but that definitely is not the case. Uh, yeah. You have uh, Eric Young Jr., who's hitting currently 314, two home runs, I believe around uh, 11 or so RBI, so he is definitely stepping up to the plate in absence of... Yeah, it's a,
0: it feels like the whole team has. And and you know what? I liked seeing what they did against Houston because they were playing aggressive ball. They knew that Houston yeah. uh not only is the hottest team in baseball, but also traditionally plays strong against them and they came out uh, playing aggressive, yes. Cameron Mabin had what four stolen bases in a game? Yes, ca- actually, Cameron Maben currently Franchise leading record.
4: all of MLB in stolen bases. Yeah, and going back to uh, yesterday's game against Astros, uh, Eric Young Jr. hitting that uh, 3 one home run. So. Uh, well- can I can I
1: hijack this section for just a little bit? No, I yeah, It wouldn't the, be a Ben without, without it. When the angels won the World Series in two thousand two, you guys played National League type ba- baseball, where you were playing small ball. You were you were mm-hmm. playing singles, doubles, moving station to station, stealing bases, and it was Mike Sosha who had come from the Dodgers and from the National League, and he was instilling that type of baseball for the Angels. And then I think you guys played very successfully that type of ball for many years. And then your GM changed, and then you guys get Pujols, you get, you get uh, Hamilton, you get all these guys where you're then focusing on that three run home run. So maybe this yeah, is the is. point where you guys realize that small ball is the way to go. Fundamental. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, go ahead. And I was and I was going to say that you know I had, I'd called when Trout went out. You guys were going to stay at five hundred ball. And this goes to my statement and to my point that paying. A Mike Trout $300 or $400 million to stay is actually going to hurt you guys. If you guys trade him before he goes up for that big contract and you guys are able to get some pieces, I think that you could collectively make your team better. You might not have that guy that's going to sell jerseys and maybe the ones that fans don't want to see, but if you guys want to win baseball games, I think that this is what you guys are seeing right now is... Let's get rid of them. Sell, and sell, sell. Absolutely, and 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 let's get in some more pieces that can help this
4: team. But you They're, get into you get into a matter of prospects. I don't like that word. They're just prospects. Well, your prospects you have,
1: suck because you don't have a farm system. But if you guys system. were to go exactly. raid somebody else's, think about just the Co- Dodgers. <laughs> think about the Dodgers right now. The Dodgers farm system is loaded, yeah. and and if the Dodgers Still, said we're going to give you four of our prospects for Mike Trout, you would be stupid to not take it. I don't know about that. <laughs> the best player in baseball, who is not even worth hey, a one game we'll and a thirteen games stretch.
0: <laughs> who
3: can we take his contract? Here? <laughs> <laughs> Him and Pujols so would get along swimmingly.
0: Uh, I, I, you know what, Ben, I, I agree. And to your point, I think, and that that goes into a whole long conversation that I'm sure the listeners uh, don't care about, since you guys already that's a, that's talked plenty podcast of baseball, right there. but. But you know Artie Moreno making those splashy uh, signings with Hamilton with Pujols, you know he had deep pockets and wanted to make headlines and get those TV deals and and that he did. Yeah. But it did sacrifice our identity that we had when we won the series and yeah. and what Socha is known for. And so I agree.
1: But you know we have the team that we have, and and I mean if you think about the teams that have won the World Series the last. In the last 10 years, you think about—I think about the Cubs—I'm sorry, not the Cubs, the Cardinals. And the Cardinals, I mean, outside of Pujols and and maybe Matt Holliday coming in and hitting home runs, they hit for average. They pitched well. They had good relief pitching. They played small ball. They took bases when they had the opportunity. You know, the Angels did it in, in 2002. The Royals did it. They went to the World Series two times in three years. Yeah. Small ball. Kansas City. To me, small like, ball much. is the way to go. If I were a GM, I would focus in on speed. I would focus on average. And, of course, you want to get a guy that can hit 20 to 25 home runs. But to me, it's not important to get a guy that can hit 40. Now, Mike Trout, I think, is fantastic in the sense that he can hit 30. He can also steal 30 to 40 bases. He is an anomaly. He is somebody that does not come around very often. But Just coming from a Bryce Harper he fan. Worth, is he worth – is he worth – Three to four hundred million dollars over ten years, and depends my answer on the to team. that is no.
2: It depends on the team.
1: The Yankees would pay it. Get yeah, the Yankees. The
2: Yankees, Yankees, you know, the Yankees would be well Dodgers, worth yeah, for them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, to bring him on.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll shelf that conversation for another day. Before we move off baseball, though, Cal State Fullerton is headed to the College World Series, beating Long Beach in a three-game. Series. The Titans went down in the first game, getting shut out by the dirtbags, but Fullerton rallied back whoa, whoa. in game two with a big 12 to zero victory. Ooh. Then held on in a close two to one win to secure their trip to Omaha. The Titans will join Oregon State LSU and Florida State in bracket one. They'll first face Oregon State on Saturday, June 17th. You know why baseball? Speaking
3: of Justin Turner, Cal State Fullerton alumni. Yeah,
1: yeah. you know you know yeah. why baseball is no longer the, the the favorite sport of of people is that when you think about like college basketball preseason, where do they play? They play in Hawaii. Okay, where's the Pro Bowl for you know? <laughs> like, oh my if God! If you think about it, his
3: mom, Kansas. <laughs> gonna talk I'm, snack on my mom. You're
1: watching it on first TV, of all. Though. Nobody cares about the is. Pro Bowl. All, all I'm trying to and do is make cares it to nobody Omaha, does Nebraska. Does care no. I mean, come on, yeah. no. come on. <laughs> and that's why baseball. That's why team. That's why players don't go into baseball because they're like, why <laughs> would I want to play in Omaha, Nebraska?
0: So yeah, if you haven't been paying attention to college baseball, which most of us haven't either, <laughs> you should. Because Which, we, got, we got somebody from the Southland in it. And I will say, you see Oregon
3: State, LSU, Florida State, all the big guns are there. So to see little Cal State Fullerton representing Southern yeah, California. I good. would consider yeah. Cal and State, State Fullerton that. in baseball,
1: though, a big gun. because big yeah, gun. Yeah, well, yeah.
3: Cal State Fullerton, historically, yeah. right. they have national championships. They have a pedigree there. But not I, only that. I agree with that. But when you look at the university right. as a whole of course. against those... They're right. not at that level, but
2: you should be watching college baseball uh, regardless because of the sound of the bat. The I mean, it's so much a, yeah, better yeah, than Major League Baseball. <laughs> yeah. You like it better? Oh, oh that's yeah. So weird. Oh, I can't I get love used to it. Oh, no, yeah. imagine. It. Imagine uh, Cody Bellinger hitting a, a home Judge. run. Oh. I mean, you'd have to wear like earplugs in the front rows <laughs> yeah. when that happened. And Mac- Mike Trout knocking one out. I mean, it would be, like, be fair. It would, it would like reverberate throughout the entire. It would be awesome. they would have to make it'd the stadiums awesome. bigger. Yeah, I think, yeah. Wait a
0: minute. I'd have to make the stadiums bigger.
2: You know what that means?
0: Bigger waterfall. Oh, uh, less seats.
1: Oh. No, you know, for, for Angels fans, it looks like less people are showing up to games. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I, I, no. I one
0: more thing to cover, and that is our beloved United States of America. Woo! Team yes. USA took on Mexico. USA. Uh. What happened, Hammer and Vic? Uh. Oh, well. so I bet you it was you guys a are one are probably one the tie. only ones that watched. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Well, here we go. Here he goes shitting right on on top of the the
0: update here. I
2: love (laughs) it. Spoiler alert. But to be fair, it was 172 to 162. (laughs) You still didn't like it.
1: (laughs) Is there a bunch of <laughs> flopping and, no, and no physical game, play? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was the score? Make up your mind, Ben. So Go ahead, Eric. U.S. started their World
3: Cup qualifying. They're trying to qualify for the World Cup. They lost to Mexico in their opening game. They lost to Costa Rica soon after that. We saw Jurgen Klingsman get fired, and then that's where Bruce Arena took the reins of the U.S. national team to kind of right the ship. So since Bruce Arena has taken over, they have... Uh, one, two and tied two. And so they are now sitting currently in third place to qualify. And third place does get them into the World Cup. And the reason why this is such a huge point is because, yes, they did tie 1-1. One, one, but <laughs> I did not know that, by the way. <laughs> but the fact is they had to go to Mexico City where they've only— gotten a point two other times they've only won once most ever. teams lose oh, yeah. yeah this is because of the it's at altitude the smog uh, yeah the smog i was gonna the say crowd. i just stopped in the airport in mexico city once and i couldn't breathe yeah so i can't it's imagine horrible. playing a game there so but so mexico that's their their home fort so to go in there and steal a point and michael bradley scored a oh. beautiful beautiful goal one amazing of the, one, one of the best I, goals and i've and seen in a
2: long and time and i tell you what to to score that goal in Mexico and then to see Michael yeah. Bradley run to the sideline and literally grab the US crest on his jersey and to the crowd to the Mexican crowd um oh sent That's chills great. down my spine Ooh. it was so, fucking yeah. amazing so it,
3: if if it's a little late now because the USA-Mexico <laughs> games are done. But if, if you're going to get behind soccer, supporting the U.S. national team and watching a game, the patriotism, especially against Mexico because there's such a big rivalry, but there's still some games coming up ahead. They're going to play Costa Rica, who they lost to previously, so they need to right that wrong there. And just that L.A. Galaxy connection with Bruce Arena, to, to see him kind of riding the ship and getting them back on track to get to World Cup, it's an exciting can I, time.
1: Can I watch the— U.S. instead of the Galaxy for... you yeah. <laughs> to have to wait a while. But if we're
3: going to make you suffer, we're going to have to watch the Galaxy.
1: <laughs> yes!
3: <laughs> let's do it! Which He's Galaxy, I have Galaxy news if you guys want to dodge no. me for a second. I mean, can you make it quick? I'll make it quick. Two games this week. Wednesday against OC- OCSC, which is the LAFC second division team. So even though... LAFC does not have a squad yet. This is their affiliated second division team, which is in Orange County. It's Orange County Soccer Club. So with LAFC not having a team, their supporters have kind of grafted onto this team. And so this is kind of a big game, although it is the Winnipeg Open, uh, (laughs) as you guys like to call it. I'm curious to see what the approach is going to be by Coach Curtinoffo, is this going to be? Because we really don't, almost don't want to win because that means more games, and with the amount of injuries and guys going away to national teams, uh, it, we don't want more games.
0: Wait, so you're reporting on games we don't want to win? <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but you. There we go. There we go. Sorry, Hammer. Sorry, Amber. I was with you. I got ben. one more. <laughs> go. you better Can't make you. it quick. Ben. Some played you The, the LAFC
3: LA, didn't even play. The LAFC factor, they may play the players because you don't want to lose to a second division team who's affiliated with LAFC. And then Saturday, the beloved AJ Della Garza comes back with the Houston Dynamo to take on the Galaxy and the not so beloved Leonardo. So they're back at home on the StubHub center. They went on the road. Can they win at
2: home? Good night, everybody. Oh, really? oh yeah, yeah. Really dude. <laughs> Eric just dropped his ear. His Drum hands headphones.
4: The
0: mic. His cans are gone. All right. On that note, we are out of here. Follow us on Twitter at Guys and Shorts LA and on Instagram at Guys and Shorts Sports. You can also find us on Facebook and check out the website, guysinshorts.com. We got a store up there. Get your Guys and Shorts merch. If you'd like to leave a voicemail for us, tell us tell us how great everything is, how much more angels talk you want to hear. Yeah, give
3: me your rival macho man impression. Oh, yeah, hear. yeah. Rival macho Ooh, man. We'd love to
0: hear that. You can do that at 562-450-3356. And um, please review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And uh, please share the show with all your friends. Spread the word about... Good old guys in shorts flagship show. You know, we're just we're just talking LA sports. We're just mom pop from Kansas, they, or not in at LA. all. If mom and pop from Kansas, <laughs> from Kansas are yeah. cool people from LA, yeah. then yes, we are that. We are Victor Costello, Darren Besa, Ben Garcia, Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, and me, Jeff Wilson. We'll see you guys next week.